0: Welcome to Innovative Medical Solutions' latest podcast series on Arthramid. These podcasts are brought to you by IMS Vet, leaders in discovering and distributing the latest, most innovative products to equine veterinarians. Head over to www.arthramid.co.nz to find out more. Veterinarian Dr. Kim McKellar joins us to talk about his experiences with Arthramid. Kim, thanks for joining us. Morning, Emily. Tell me... So... Yeah, let's get into it and tell me a little bit about yourself and your career.
1: So, basically, I've been an equine practitioner now for over 50 years. In the 30, first 35 years, I was basically front-line, uh, lamenesses, um, acute race track practice. Um, and then I tried to get out of that and started working for some... A group of trainers as a consultant and setting up protocols to try and manage the, the, a group of 200 horses whereby we had co- i had control over the examination and the, reass- the assessment of the horses prior to racing so that we weren't running lame horses so well, when i started doing that we then set up the protocols to look at horses seven days prior to racing and then sort of one or two days prior to racing, so we made sure we were going to the races with horses that were travelling as evenly as possible on poor legs, so we weren't taking rain horses to the races. And that's basically where I spent the last 15 years, and that's how I came upon the strong argument because it was something else we could use at that stage to try and reduce the minor, the minor lamenesses. the one out of tens or one out of twenties, could be becoming major problems
0: the use of Arthramid, how did that come about and what was your experience with the product?
1: Well basically what happened over the years we've used drugs called Ataquon which was a good drug but very dangerous to use. Then we had uh, Irap which in my, my in my hands I thought was just so-so. We had hyaluronic acid and we had cortisone. They were the four things that we basically had through the first 35 years of my practice. And um, the one we all always keep going back to is cortisone because it's the easy one to administer and you do get a good result even though it's very short term. You're sort of get at 10 to 14 days with it. Um, but it was the one we all always get falling back to. Possibility of them becoming severe low So I started about five years ago using Altramid. Um, As soon as I detected a problem, I was putting the arthromyd in to see whether we could alleviate the, the issue and, and get the horse further down the track before we needed more severe treatment. And it worked very well, it just was just brilliant. So you put the arthromyd in, and um, there's a horse with a bit of here at E, and two weeks later you could. Press the knee to find out whether it was still feeling it, there'd be no reaction to the horse at all. We dropped the horse up a good sound, it was just a lovely way of getting on the right track.
0: Give me um, some examples of cases where it was most successful because you talk about lameness broadly, but it is specifically f- for osteoarthritis, is that correct?
1: That's correct, yeah. So, what, what happens, what we're doing was saying, okay, private race in the stables I was working in there was something like 50% of the horses that lined up were lame Um, so this is day 7 prior to racing so we'd use local anaesthetic to determine where it was and 85% of those were in the joint Jordan gallopers so we'd put local anaesthetic in and the lambs would go away and we'd then say right, we've got a problem here
0: in any other joints or just specifically uh, the one you just mentioned?
1: No, it's yeah, because of the fact that it's best in a gliding joint such as a fetlock or a coffin joint. Um, it's best there because there's less trauma in those joints. Knees are just a compression problem. They're just two bones smashing each other as they go up. So that it's less effective in the IC joint than it is in the of in the joint was just spectacular results. So we've used it in calipers, uh, standard beds, we use it in show horses, jumpers and bed horses, and it really it was just revolutionised my veterinary practice at that stage.
0: What's the application of the product like? Is that easy?
1: No, it's tough to use and it's and it, you need to go through the protocols exactly otherwise you get into trouble. Um, most people, Injecting, joints put a needle in, and then attach a syringe and squirt the stuff in. I think they're wonderful. Oh, that's good. With this, you've got. To, you, I, I always leave the, the needle attached to the syringe, so there's no risk of contamination of the needle hub when you when you're putting it into the into the joint. Sedate the horse because the stuff's very hard to push in. You, you really need a lot of force to get it in. You have to use a 21 gauge needle, um, and you have to just because it takes a while to sedate the horse to make it to stand a bit easier for you to do it just one or two mil of azazil to take the edge off it and then in you go know, the only other problem we've got is because it's a one mil syringe and you need two of millimitres you have to mix two syringes into another syringe and I find that a very difficult not difficult but it's a very dangerous part kind of the procedure to so do that in a sterile manner mm. and if that company could Two mil, two mil of a syringe rather than one mil would be fantastic for the basic
0: mm. And the follow-up, uh, having applied the product, it takes a little bit of time to work, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. With the, the initial response, I, did, I didn't measure earlier than two weeks. But two weeks, we, we looked at initially, we knew whether it was worked or We knew, we knew then whether, whether it was working or not. Mm. And then we got out to six weeks and that was seem to be the prime time um, and I think if it hasn't worked in six weeks you need to re-evaluate re- re- your decision making and maybe if it's still positive for that we are probably going it again with another load mm-hmm. but it's um I've had some horses that had it in for you know, 18 months without a problem the world and still sound and I've had some horses that only got six months out so to go back and retreat them is not an issue I don't, don't have a problem with doing that at all I am you can do five or six times. wouldn't matter.
0: Um, was there any uh, definition between those two types of horses that it worked in and maybe wasn't so effective in? Could you notice any similarities between those horses?
1: No, I think it's all relative to how, how, how severe the labriss is when you start on them or well, how the parts progressed The biggest problem with is in, in horses is people don't identify fast enough. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there and they wait until it's a one out of five and then back all the bed instead of getting into when it's just a very mild illness, and if we can treat them then, I think we can all leave out a lot of the problems we've got. Mm-hmm. So, in you know, the earliest we we'll go. In fact, it's you know, probably going to end up at the stage where some people are going to inject the horses without a problem being there.
0: Yeah, right, OK. Um, tell me, what things do you love about the Arthramed product?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's something you can use, and you don't know, have to go back every 10 days to treat them. Um, the one that really got me, the, the, the classic case that got me was a horse standing there at three out of five lame, very good standard bred actually, and in a fedlock joint just blowing up and looking angry, and I just, um, said to the client, I said, well, I think we're in trouble here, I don't think you're going to get a result with this, and I said, but I won't put it in until I can prove to myself that corner zone makes a difference to the horse, so, um, the bit x-ray there was horrible arthritis there but i put i drained some fluid out of the joint was just a watery non-viscous reddy colored serum coming out it looked horrible and i put some cortisone in and i said i'll come back in a week's time if the cortisone's made any difference i'll put the arthritis in Mm. and the guy was really desperate for this horse because he was a very good horse so i went back a week later and the horse was probably back to being a one out of five Mm -hmm. and I thought, like, well, gee, this is, quite, this is quite spectacular. So I just put the Arthramid in. And the horse, and this is standard about 100,000 after we put the Arthramid It just kept racing. Wow. And we went back 12 months later and re-injected that joint and the horse kept going. So he ended up being a 7-year-old right? or 8-year-old, will he retire? But without Arthramid, he was absolutely gone.
0: Mm. So just added so much longevity to, to his career.
1: Yeah, and the other thing with, with the standards is that the TMT joint or the lower hock joint just gets so much shear force on it that the lot of them have mild pay there all the time. And one little after a bit in the TMT joint is quite spectacular, just literally you can forget about the TMT joint for six months at least. Mm. So it's, for that point, it's a very good day.
0: Yeah, it's um, really important to be transparent about the product and what things don't you like?
1: Uh, I don't like the fact that it. Well, it's hard to get in. You've got to use the 21 gauge I've already said that. Mm. Um, you've got to then join two syringes together to do it, and um, clearly that's how the, the cost. It is expensive, so uh, it's expensive treatment. So therefore, it has to be done knowing exactly where you should be putting it rather than just ad hoc firing it in. Um, so the, you've got to use it properly. I think. The risk for the drug, now I believe it's going to come onto the market, but the, the risk for the drug to me is incorrect use of it. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to make sure that the education of those people using it is spot on.
0: And just to clarify uh, the correct use of it, do you want to do that for us whilst we've got you on the phone?
1: Okay, right. So obviously it's sterile. It's a very sterile site to put it in. Um, the mixing of the two syringes into a syringe is absolutely critical to be sterile uh, and i would not inject absolutely without using the syringe as a bayonet type operation so you've got the needle attached to the syringe at all times you don't put the needle in the joint and then go for the syringe i think that's absolutely critical Okay, i think it's critical with any joint injection that's about okay. that it yeah um, oh, and don't work the don't, don't work the horse for five days after don't Doing any heavy work for five days after injection
0: okay is there that's great insight into the product is there anything else you want to add or, or anything that we've missed out that you'd like to talk about with regards to athramid
1: um I've, I've actually retired from practice now i just do, do the odd thing for people i have no financial interest in athramid whatsoever um i just think it's probably important that people realize that because a lot of products that come on the market with People hocking them with a financial interest. Mm-hmm. I have no financial interest in Arthramid at all. I just think I wish to Christ it had come along 30 years ago. It would have been fantastic.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. Thank you very much, Kim. Great to get your insight into Arthramid. Thanks, everyone. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast and learned a little more about Arthramid. Be sure to head to arthramid.co.nz. Or find us on Facebook at Arthramid Vet to hear additional podcasts, read about the results others have achieved, and to find out where to purchase your Aftermid from. We're keen for feedback, so head to arthramid.co.nz forward slash podcasts to ask further questions, rate us, or leave a comment. All of the above will put you in the draw to win an Aftermid jacket. On behalf of IMS Vet, thanks for listening.